Greetings, programs and applications. I'm Ben. And I am Keith. And we are the, the Two Gay, Gay Geeks. Geeks. We are the nerds behind TG Geeks webcast. Where we talk about sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre. You name it, we talk about it. We release an episode every Monday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. You can find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Spreaker, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, look us up on YouTube. And, of course, we can be found at TGGeeks.com, where you can find not only our webcast, but articles about other geeky goodness. So come along for the wildest ride in the potosphere. Did you just say potosphere? Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grades in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 156 of Geekitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Ray is off influencing the minds of the future, so today I am joined by the wonderful Katie and Chelsea from Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. How are you two doing today? Great. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Well, thanks for, for agreeing to come on. I, I know you guys are all about the K-pop and I know nothing about it. So <laughs> it's too big of a fandom for us not to cover on the show. Yes. It definitely is now. That's for sure. Yes, absolutely. So, um, it's been a while since we've seen you guys. What have you guys been up to? Tell us what's going on with you in the show. Yes. <laughs> um, I'll go first, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um things are going pretty well um like with the show and everything like i forget what we're like we're rocketing close to 150 episodes so that's been like interesting and Mm -hmm. scary i guess because we've been doing the show for almost three years so it's kind of i don't know it's kind of insane that we've been doing that this this long Mm -hmm. um but yeah like it's going really well uh, I will say though that we are starting to struggle to find topics, so that's been <laughs> that's been like difficult. But apparently, we decided to dive into like teen movies of two thousand and four at one point on accident, yeah. so <laughs> we might be running with that for a little while. So I hope people like it. <laughs> well, very cool. And Chelsea, you're still in uh, the other side of the world. <laughs> Yep, still in Ireland, uh, working to get my way back. Uh, my you know, visa's kind of coming to an end here, so looking to make my way back to California, which is exciting. Uh, but yeah, no, still still here in cold Ireland, <laughs> although not so cold today. Oh, really? Oh, it's very. We're going through a random heat wave. Would would you know heat wave for here? But yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> That's funny. We just dropped, like it was in the 80s this morning, which for Palm Springs in September was beautiful. Like I had to walk the, walk the dog and all. He's <laughs> like, oh, it's very nice. Let's just take a little longer today. Oh. Yeah. So what have you guys been geeking out? What's your weeky, weekly geekery look like? Um. Well, I have not been doing much 
but I have been trying to do a Lucifer rewatch because I want to watch the new episodes that are on Netflix, like the new season, season four. Mm-hmm. But I like fell off the show like midway through season three. So I decided to like go back to the beginning and like start over. And I'm like almost done with season two. And then I'll watch season three and then I'll finally get to watch these new episodes that have been out for a while. And they may even come out with a new season before I'm even done yet. Like <laughs> They're so going. good. They're so good. And oh, yeah. um, season three, I almost liked, well, is it season three or season four? No, it definitely wasn't season four, but I think season three was the season that Chloe was pregnant in real life. And so a lot of the episodes are about the supporting characters and not so much about Lucifer and Chloe. And I really liked that. I really, really like that. I think that might be season three. I can't remember. Like, honestly, like season three just like has like slipped my mind so bad. And like, I do recall that like the beginning of season three wasn't so great, but then the show picks up really well at the end, Mm -hmm. like towards the end. And it ended on a high note. If you ignore that like weird AU episode that they did for no reason mm-hmm. after the show was canceled. Yeah. Which was just like a terrible episode. <laughs> so I'm going to pretend that doesn't exist, but yeah, I'm like, I really, really like that show a lot. So I'm excited to like watch the new episodes finally. Um, and then earlier this week, um, some new K-pop albums came out. So I went to choice music in Koreatown to go pick up, my 17 and ode album. So, and I got the best photo cards ever in it and I was really happy with it and it was really pretty. So nice. Yeah. And then I was watching ever after this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's all I did. As you do. Uh, yeah, I was watching with my dad. Nice. (laughs) Nice. How about you, Chelsea? Uh, so I've just been like on Netflix a bunch. And one of the things that I watched this week was the movie tall girl, which I think came out very recently. I don't know if any of you have heard it, heard of it, or I think I saw a preview for it. It looked interesting. I also saw the preview too. Yeah. Um, it was okay. I was a little disappointed cause I thought it was kind of like cool. Cause I was definitely a tall girl growing up. And I was looking forward to like relating to that, but it was just so heavily like, like emphasized that this was her biggest struggle in life. Mm-hmm. And it, it just seemed very like in the world where there's like much bigger issues, especially, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was just so like her life was such a struggle because she was tall. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> it just it didn't come across very well. I don't know. Like, like, I re- sure I related to some of like the quirky bits of like, you know, people saying like, oh, how's the weather up there? And still, you know, silly stuff like or like, always being interested in guys that are like much shorter than you, mm-hmm. or shorter guys always being in like that whole dynamic. But like, it, it was just very much like, oh, my life is so like, different from everyone else <laughs> and i'm just like girl i think you'll be all right i think you'll be okay <laughs> yeah of all the of all the problems to have yeah exactly like and this girl's beautiful too so i mean like she's fine like she you know what i mean but uh that was interesting to watch and then i watched hustlers 
which came out here this week. I'm not sure if it came out there this week as well for you guys, but um, I was very excited to see that. And that was actually like really, really good. Oh, that's good because it's on our short list of things to go see. We're, we're probably going to go to Downton Abbey today instead. Yes. Um, but, uh, cause that must be, must be viewed whether it's good or not. We're, we're doing it. <laughs> yes. No, it was, it was very good. Like I would say it's like Wolf of Wall Street, but like with, you know, women and strippers, mm-hmm. it's really good. Like it's very, very good. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good. Now I'm, I'm looking forward to it because before I was like, mm, but I didn't know much about it. So yeah, I mean, there it's like, it's definitely not something to go see with like parents or in-laws or something like that. Cause like, God. yeah, no, there's, <laughs> there's definitely like some nudity, but it's no, I enjoyed it a lot. So yeah, that's kind of just what I've been up to. Very cool. Um, I have not had <laughs> a whole lot of geeky time. I have barely been able to like play um, like iPad games before I go to bed. And my, my drug of choice right now is Merge Dragons, which is kind of a lame game. But all you have to do is like put things like take three matching things and put them together and they turn into a different thing. And then you get three of those things and put them together and get a new thing. That sounds nice, and though. It's pretty... <laughs> It's very relaxing. It's very zen. <laughs> and it, yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny because I wasn't going to say anything, but then a good friend of mine is like, yeah, just sitting here playing Merge Dragons. Probably should be doing work. And I'm like, oh my God, somebody else in the world plays this. Okay. I'll mention it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to check it out. I love those kind of games. Yeah. It's just, it's just very relaxing. Um, and then when you, like, you get to a very definite stopping point, you're like, there's nothing else I can match right now. I will have to come back later. And then, uh, Matt and I have been, uh, starting back up on season two of Sneaky Pete. Have either of you seen Sneaky Pete? No. Oh, um, Giovanni Rubisi, um, is, uh, ex-con and he gets out and he's been, he's a con artist. So his, um, roommate when his cellmate was always talking about how wonderful his family was and how he hasn't seen them in 20 years. And when he gets out, he's going to go see them and catch up. And so he takes all of this knowledge of this family and he goes and says that he's his cellmate and starts conning them. But in the process, he ends up really liking them. And so he helps them get out of their kind of, legal situations and um and then the cellmate is ethan emery mm-hmm. you guys know him his no. name sounds familiar um he was the the stoner in empire records oh and he yeah and he and he plays coyote in um grace and frankie oh i think so and- yeah. yeah, he's like he is one of my absolute favorite actors just because he plays like sincere clueless guy really well and it's just adorable and I just want to be his friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like all the all the episodes I'm just like I hope he's in this one cuz he's just so sweet. But anyway, that's that's what we've been doing cuz the rest of the time we we had our first week of of Lehman's rehearsals and it went very well. Oh, good. But yeah, I was, I was very impressed. One of my, uh, former students is the musical director and, you know, we started, 
we're, we're just starting at the beginning. So I had my guys come to music rehearsal and they're singing, um, the, the chain gang song, like high school boys. And I was like, Oh, Oh, this could be a long road. And I swear to God, in like 30 minutes, my musical director had them singing all their basses and baritones. And I'm like, Oh my God, I am no longer worried about this. She's got it handled. Do you, are you in charge of like the singing as well as the acting and dancing and all like, or do you have other directors that take care of that? Well, I have, I have the, this student does the musical direction. She's a former student. And what she does is because she's, you know, her big thing, my big thing with her was I didn't want her to come back because her senior year, she did musical direction for, um, in the mm-hmm. Heights. And I wanted her to go because our, our school's on a college campus. So she went to that college and I said, you know, your freshman year, you need to worry about being a college student. I don't want you to come back. I appreciate all the help, but you know, this other teacher is going to help me because I want you to go, go, go be a college student. Mm-hmm. And then that teacher quit. <laughs> Ooh. And so I went back and I was like, Janelle, help. And, um, and so she's loving it and she's really good at it. So she's actually, while she's taking her college classes there, she's taking her, um, she's at a community college getting like a music AA. Oh, nice. Yeah. So she's, I'm, I'm hoping that it's something that she continues to do. She wants to be in like, um, hospitality, but she's a really good musical director and a, a voice teacher. That's awesome. But she, yeah. And so then she assigns different students with, uh, different voice types as leads. And so then they'll take groups of students off to the side and teach them the music and that kind of stuff. So she's got it. She's got it down. And normally I have a student doing choreography, but after last year we did bring it on, which was a very heavy, heavy choreographed show mm-hmm. and the kids were tired of dancing. So I'm like, well, lame is we've got boys, they can sing. So Janelle can do the music and I'll do the blocking, which is like minimal choreography Yeah, and we'll be, we'll be good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. It's going to be a fun show. Every, every time we tell somebody that I tell somebody that we're doing it, they're like, Oh, kind of like <laughs> you're doing a high school production of lame is great. But I, I do think it's going to be good. And if not, it's, it's educational theater. So. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, very cool. Well, we have, we have been very busy, but I don't know if it's necessarily <laughs> been in the geeky realms. Yeah. Um, but we are going to talk today about something which I have little to no experience with, but most of my students do. So I'm glad I'm going to get to know a little bit about this and that's K-pop. So when we come back from the commercial break, we are, uh, Katie and Chelsea are going to school us on the ways of K-pop. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hello friends. This is Troidal Power inviting you to join me over on Twitch most weeknights sometime after dinner. Video games have always been a social hobby for me, with friends and family crammed together on a couch, chatting away while someone holds the controller. And thanks to the power of the internet, I've got my own virtual couch over on Twitch, where you can kick back and goof off while I play games. Find me on Twitch by searching Troidal Power, that's T-R-O-Y-T-L-E Power, to snag a spot on the couch. Hey geeks, this is Capsule J. I'm a streamer on the Geek2Geek Media Network. If you like discovering new games and chatting with cool nerdy folks, be sure to check out my channel on Twitch. You can find it at twitch.tv slash capsulej. That's C-A-P-S-U-L-E-J-A-Y. 
I stream a blend of indies, retro games, and RPGs most Tuesday nights from 8pm to 11pm Eastern, and occasionally on Thursdays and weekends. Hope to see you then! I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek Podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hello, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And together we are Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture. We talk about books, movies, music, basically anything we want at this point. Yes, we obsess about K-pop. And Keanu Reeves. And sometimes Katie cries on the podcast. Hey, that's rude. But really, we are just here to talk about all the things that we love. So make sure to head over to teatimewithkc.com and geek2geekmedia.com to check us out. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our show wherever you download your podcasts. Bye. And we're back. And I have a bunch of students who are all into K-pop. So you guys are going to make me like, you're going to up my coolness factor by a lot today by teaching me about (laughs) K-pop. We're going to educate you in the ways of K-pop. You're going to, you're going to be like, guys, who's your bias for this group? And they're going to be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) True. True. Yes. How'd you guys get into K-pop? Well, it's Chelsea's fault. Um, for me, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, I had heard of K-pop, but like didn't have any sort of like experience with it. Mm -hmm. And then about, it's only been about a year or so for me um chelsea started talking about it because her friend uh like well they're both our friends now um our friends d and mimi were super into k-pop and got uh chelsea into it and then i was like well what's this thing you guys are talking about so like i started listening to it and then D was like, no, we need a proper intro. And we did like a two hour Skype session where all we did was like her showing me music video. Wow. Yeah. It sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, what was really funny is that like BTS, which is like the biggest one, which we'll Mm -hmm. talk about, um, was not the first group I like latched onto super hard, which was really surprising to everyone. It was Monsta X. Um, and like that whole experience with her showing me one of the videos where she like paused it right in the middle and she was like, Oh, I saw you look. And I was like, look, where, what was I looking? <laughs> because one of the members had like lifted his shirt up and showed his abs and my eyes went straight to that. And she was watching me watch the video. So That's it was fun. like awkward, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so, uh, D and Mimi were the two people that got both Chelsea and I into K-pop and we've been just, falling deeper and deeper Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. into the hole that is k-pop that never ends (laughs) and we've been taking people with us over time we're like hey you know you like this we got some people from the geek to geek family like the geek to media network are now all listening to k-pop and like it and we got one of our friends to listen to it and we're just slowly bullying people into this like phenomenon No, we're not. We're <laughs> nicely dragging them along. Seducing. It's, <laughs> it's not hard. We're like, you're going to like this. It's going to be great. Just watch it. 
<laughs> well, I, I have to say, I went because Chelsea and and you, the, the two of you, sent me over a playlist. Chelsea created it, and uh, it was kind of a primer. It's like, <laughs> as Katie said, this is your homework. And I can totally see the appeal. Like, I don't tend to be a music person generally. Like, I I don't sit and listen to music when I drive. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to audiobooks. Um, music is occasionally a I'll go to bed listening to something. But if I'm going to listen to something, I'm, like, listening to, like, musical soundtrack to figure out what my next show is going to be. Um, and so for a person who's not into music that much, I can still see why people like this because I see a lot of it from the boy bands when I was growing up, but it's definitely different. Like there's, you can tell it is from that, but it is not that. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely pulls in like, cause you know, I was always into boy bands when I was growing up. Like my first concert was the Backstreet Boys at 13. So like mm -hmm. boy bands are like my cup of tea. Let me just say. So, it, <laughs> but what was surprising for me was just how much I ended up loving it because I didn't think I was going to like it when I went in because it's, you know, it's music. I love music in general, but like it's music in a different language. I don't understand what they're saying most of the time. So it was like, it was a whole new like area to step into with no knowledge or background right. for it. But surprisingly, like you latch on super hard if you like it because it's either going to be you like it or you don't. Most of the time. Right. Yeah. And we like latched on super quick. And it was because of like, because of the appeal, like the videos are very visually appealing. Like the music is very catchy and very good. And there are ways for you to figure out uh, what they're saying in the lyrics. Like, even though it's in Korean and like, sometimes it's in English, they use Korean and English a lot in their songs, but there are ways for you to figure out what they're saying so that like, you're not just always in the dark. You're like, Oh, well they're saying something, but I have no idea. Um, mm -hmm. There's so many resources now from like other fans that you can tap into to figure out like, Oh, that's what that song means. Right. Like, and it opens up this whole new world of like a whole new musical genre for you. Because yeah. Of that. For me, like, it's completely changed the way I listen to music because, you know, most of the time I would just completely go by how it sounds and just, you know, if I can sing along to it, but like, because you have to kind of look into the lyrics, you're like analyzing them. So like I spend like a majority of my time, yes, listening to the songs and like watching the music videos, but like I spend a good majority of my time, like just analyzing the lyrics and some of them are very deep. Some of them have references to like famous literature and, you know, philosophical ideas and whatnot. So it's like, if you're listening to K-pop with just your ears, like you're totally doing it wrong. Like, <laughs> uh -huh. you know what I mean? Uh, -huh. uh, it's, it's, that's what kind of what makes this genre to me different from a lot of other genres. It's incredibly like well rounded. It's just as much visual as it is audio you know yeah well and katie gave me strict instructions to not just listen to the <laughs> audio but to to actually watch the videos and i was like okay and um and i i really i have to say the first thing i watched i, I did it out of order from the list because you gave me two like kind of bio biopics yeah 
of of uh, BTS, and I watched the first one, and then watched some of the videos, and then watched the second one this morning, and finished the videos. So I got kind of broken it, broke it up. No, it's perfect. And um, yeah, and the the first one, I was like, you know, you know, and this is a horrible thing to say, but do you know you know how sometimes you hear celebrities speak, and you're like, oh, you're just pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but but you got but you got the dumbs mm-hmm. and and you know they might be good at what they do but you're pretty sure that that's 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 it that's as deep as it goes. I could very much tell from the way they talked about it. Well, the way they were covered is that these are artists. These are artists with you know that are very very intelligent that are very um, thoughtful about what they put into their work. And I was very impressed by that. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Like just. Especially, like, I mean, we're going to be using BTS as an example a lot in this just because, like, it's the one group we know super, super well, I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, them specifically, like, they put a lot of thought into their lyrics and, like, what they want their songs to mean. And a lot of times, like, their albums take you on a journey. Mm-hmm. And it has so much more of a deeper meaning than on the surface like yeah they're catchy songs and all that but like when you actually like dig down into the lyrics and a lot of times they their visuals have a lot of a storytelling going with it and other groups are doing that too like ats which is one of the groups we also gave you is doing the same thing just like in a different manner Mm -hmm. so but we'll dig into group wise i feel like but we need to teach you some of the terminology that goes along with being part of this genre of music and being a fan. So I'm gonna let Chelsea. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, the, the biggest one is you're going to hear from a lot of people is bias. And that's basically just picking your favorite, but it's very like, Oh, this is the person that I like am like attached to. This is the person that I'm drawn to. Like you're probably like very, very heavily focused on them. Um, that's not to say that you obviously only like them and that you don't like the others, but this is like the one that to you is like your favorite and just stands out. So for example, in BTS, like my bias is RM and Katie's is Jin. Uh, not to say that we like, don't like the other ones. We absolutely love the rest of the group, but those, you know, I love them. Okay, so this is something that I noticed and that has completely thrown me off because, again, I'm used to American boy bands and there is a formula and that formula is five. Mm -hmm. There are so many in these groups. There's like seven to nine people in each of these groups. And I'm like, like, how? We didn't even give you 17, which has 13 members. (laughs) Or NCT, which can up can have up to like 21. (laughs) Like, so the thing, the thing, the reason for that is because within K-pop, they're very heavily focused on creating a whole, if that makes sense. So instead of just having five and like hoping that they'll create that well-rounded sound visual and, you know, dance, they're like, Mm -hmm. okay, we're going to take this person that's like extremely good at dancing they're okay at singing, but they'll probably be like maybe a rapper as well. And like they put them into the group and then they get like one that's super, super pretty, but like also sings beautifully and put them together. And so they create this, like, it's like a big puzzle that they create with all these different puzzle pieces. And like, they obviously train them up to be stronger in the aspects that they're weaker in, 
mm-hmm. but they're, they create this like superpower group. <laughs> so that's yeah. why sometimes you see a lot of them because they're creating that perfect formula in a way. And mm-hmm. obviously like when you see like a bunch of people dancing, that looks more effective than say like four or not mm-hmm. just, you know, some groups will have like three or four, but I think it's more like effective when there's a lot. Yeah. One of the things that I did notice though, is um, with BTS and having seven, it's like I, you get why the, the, the group of five works because you kind of get that flying V thing going. Yeah. Um, but they always tend to put those extra two in the back and I'm, I don't know them well enough to see if it's always the same two that get put back there <laughs> or if they rotate them around. Sometimes or- they will. Uh, so, so, sometimes they'll put the like slightly weaker dancers in the back. Not to like, not to <laughs> say that they aren't good. Cause honestly, like they're all very, very good, but they'll sometimes put the like, okay, like out of all of you, these are probably the slightly the weakest. We'll put you in the back. But, like, they do rotate, and they do take their turn. And, obviously, like, like for example, probably our boys, uh, RM and Jin, tend to kind of get put in the back in terms of dancing, because the others are just such strong dancers. Um, (laughs) But then, like, you know, when it's their time to sing, they'll go straight to the center, and then, or, like, when my guy goes to rap, he'll come into the center, and so, I mean, they definitely try to take take turns and offer up their different talents at different times. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another term would be bias wrecker. This is the person that, like, in the group that comes and tries to tries to be your bias, and you're just like, "Excuse me." <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of just tries to distract you from your bias. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh. Uh, so the youngest group or sorry, the youngest person in the group is the maknae. And so in Korea, like your age is very important to how you are like treated in terms of like, obviously like if you're the older person in the group, you're going to be treated like with a lot of respect. They're going to like call you like use more formal language, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you will get like, you'll be just treated with like a bit more, respect but the makne is like all right you need to treat your elders with respect <laughs> you know what i mean you know what i mean it's the pledge <laughs> yeah exactly um and sometimes like they have different like personalities so like in bts uh jungkook is the golden makne cuz he's like good at everything um in like astro which is a different group they have their Makne Sana is uh they call him the oh evil my god <laughs> they call him the evil Makne because he's so like sassy and dark and like <laughs> he's just he's just evil. Uh so yeah, they, they kind of go with like nicknames like that. And uh it's very they're very much like like brothers or like family, like and like with the girl groups, obviously they're like very very close because a lot of times they have to like live together they practice for like 12 hours a day. So they're always with each other and they kind of form that like familial bond in a way. Um, mm-hmm. And then a big part, obviously we talked about each person having their strengths. So like within the group, you'll have like vocals and then you'll have the rapper and you'll have a leader 
And the leader will be the go-between between the group and the company that they work for. So they'll be the speaker for the group, mm-hmm. um, kind of voicing the opinion to the company of what they would, are looking for. Uh, they'll be the ones that'll like try to resolve conflict within the group, try to like keep everyone together. Um, you have the dancers, you have the visuals, which are the people who are like, like, obviously they have a pretty face <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're like, right, you're going to be this, you're going to be front and center. Uh, so everyone has like their positions and they just try to make those positions like fit together to form the perfect everything. Basically. Is there anything I'm missing, Katie? Um, I don't think i don't think so i mean like on a basic level right yeah like on a basic level that's like basically like a lot of the stuff that people talk about because people always ask like oh who's your bias in this group and who's your record and i'm like yeah jen's my bias but the rest of the group is my bias record yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly so i'd be very curious to to have you do that to one of your students because funny enough i had this happen to me a couple of days ago at work i saw um, this girl wearing a stray kids, uh, sweatshirt. And I was like, Oh, you like stray kids. And she just looked at me like, uh, yeah. And I was like, who's your bias? And she, I swear to God, I thought she was going to fall over. <laughs> <laughs> who was her bias? Tell me. Oh God. Who was her bias? I actually don't remember at the minute, oh, but no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But like, she was just absolutely floored that I like even knew that term and like, had heard of K-pop, like she was all excited. <laughs> it was funny. Well, if she only knew, I will. I will feel like I have to do a little bit more more digging so that I can I can <laughs> have a response once they go. Oh, it's so and so because then I'm going to be like, hey, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, true, 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 true. <laughs> yeah, I will say that like getting involved in K-pop is like. Like, the way that that girl reacted to Chelsea, I'm assuming she was younger than you. Oh, yeah. She she was younger than me, yeah. Okay. So, there's a lot of, like... Like, the K-pop fandom is, like, it's very diversified, but, like, it tends to get grouped in with 13-year-old screaming fangirls. Like, that's yeah. how the fandom is described. Mm-hmm. And what people fail to realize is that there is such a diversity of both age, race, like language all that like ethnicity um within this one fandom and people fail to realize that and especially like for some reason people think that not older people like Mm k-pop yeah when it's music and of course we like it's music yeah and like it sometimes surprises people like i went to the bts concert that was here in los angeles at the rose bowl and it I was like sitting there and the people that were sitting around me were so different. Like I had like two teenagers I was sitting between, but there was like two like older ladies older than me sitting behind me. No kids having the time of their lives. That's great. Yeah. Like they were having so much fun. There were dads there. There were like uh, guys there with their girlfriends that also loved it. Like there was all, all kinds of stuff that people were just loving and fully enjoying. And I think that people need to, realize that people that are under the age of 20 like aren't the only people who like k-pop like there are older people who really enjoy it and that we have jobs we have families 
married, not married, boyfriends, no boyfriends, girlfriends, like we're all like different. It's very stigmatized to just be like young girls. Like even when BTS was on SNL, they did this bit where they were, it was like a promo for the episode of them coming on where they were all like, Oh my God. Like we're just so we're waiting for BTS and blah, blah, blah. Like they were very just like young girl stereotype. And it was like, really like, you know, you're kind of, and like what it is, is that what's annoying about it is that they're making it a bad thing. Mm Mm-hmm. They're making it like, oh, it's just these young girls going crazy over boys. It was probably the same with like One Direction, with NSYNC, Mm -hmm. Backstreet Boys. It's like, oh, let's put down these young girls for actually liking something. And it's kind of like, one, the fandom's more diverse (laughs) than that. But two, like, why are we putting down young girls for liking something? Right. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. That's why I've had to be (laughs) very good with my, my Twilight like I've had to change my tune about Twilight because it is a valid fandom and I should be saying bad things about it because it's not, um, you know, it's it, my own personal feelings about it. Well, you cannot like it for being like a bad book, but you, but you know, I see what you mean by that. But yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I, and I was schooled by one of my students who was like, look, this is a, this is a book that was very important to me in my formative years. And I really enjoy it. And I, I've bonded with people over it. And so it's, I've got history with this book. And I'm like, you know what? That's absolutely yeah. fair. I've got to be mindful of that. And I, I think a lot of people need to be more mindful about letting people enjoy what they enjoy and not judging that. Yeah. So that being said, Joe, what did you think of the videos that we sent you? I really liked them. Um, some of you have a favorite. Let me let me pull it up because I I, again I don't know them well enough that I can be like oh no that's totally fair. Um, I'm also pulling it up to remind myself what I sent you. Uh, Same. All right. So I did like the BTS stuff. I thought that that was cool. Um, fun. I loved Blackpink. Cool. I thought they nice. were just fun. I sent you yeah. Do to Do because that's like, like for me, or like at least from what I noticed, that was like their big launch into being like what they are now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they have another single called Kill This Love, but Do to Do is like that was the first one to spread, I think, kind of internationally. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And then I bounced a little bit off of NCT. They weren't okay. my favorite. How dare you? I'm just kidding. No, you cannot. You, you can like who you want to like. <laughs> yes, you absolutely can. And I, I can't tell you why. It's just I don't think that they had, um, I don't know, their sound didn't pull me in. But I did like the one that was, it was at a beach. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, wave. 80s, wave. 80s, yeah. wave. <laughs> yes, I thought that was really good. Because they had a bit of a different what sound. Like, I feel like they had more more baritone base to it than the other groups, which mm. I thought was kind of different and nice. I love ATs. Like I am, do, I am a number one fan of that group. <laughs> yes. And like, that was, I think a very different song for them as well. Like that's the beauty of these groups is like, they really like to play with doing different genres. So like within an album, they're like, let's do this like really hard hip hop track and then like the next one they're like let's do this soft ballad and you're like yes i get all of the you know you you get all the different tastes yeah mm-hmm. how did you like day six and i don't think rock i'm a group? day six day six um 
they were like actually playing instruments and whatnot. Yeah, I've got to remind myself. Um, you know what? I may have missed this one, and I don't know how. Oh, that's okay. Like, it may have been one of those where I, um, like, it rolled on to the next song and I didn't realize it. And then when I went back, it was like, oh, I've already watched that one. That's okay. So I have to go back and look at that one. Yeah, I definitely recommend that one only because uh, it's it's an actual, like, band. Like, they're playing instruments, uh, but it's, like, their song that got them their first win. And to me, is like it's definitely like my favorite song from that group. It's also like the only group my husband will actually listen to because <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely more like into like rock, indie, alternative, like that kind of thing. So this was the right. only group that he was like, "Oh no, yeah, I like these guys." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a few out there that are uh, more rock band like Mm -hmm. and they play actual instruments so like day six is one the rose Mm -hmm. is also another band um and flying is a band who are incredible and underappreciated and one we which is also incredible and fully underappreciated are also like a rock band and yeah like it's so great to like see them like play actual instruments and stuff because like i love rock bands so much yeah definitely any others? No, we'll be interested to see some of the more um, some some more of the uh, women groups because I, I know they're not as as big, but I know there's quite a few out there all the same. Yeah, they don't they, for some reason they don't tend to get as big, and they don't like companies don't tend to make as many girl groups. I think just I'm not exactly sure why, but. Yeah, they tend to go more towards the the boy groups. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't K-pop kind of start with some big female band, all female bands, all female uh, groups? Well, I wouldn't say it started, but it there definitely were some big groups. Like Girls Generation is a big one. Um they were in like in the beginning and they were like this massive group of of girls. Um, the K-pop as a, as a whole started, I like, this is me with my, you know, very little knowledge of watching a few videos about it. Um, Mm -hmm. but it started with these, it it was this one group that they were kind of breaking the mold. They came on and did like a hip hop, uh, song and it kind of like blew everyone away because back in Korea in the nineties, like, they were into performance and whatnot, but it was very much like you need to be like singing about very simple things like love or the pride of your nation, that kind of thing. And these guys were just coming out and like talk, like criticizing the government and criticizing the culture. And like a lot of people flocked to it because obviously like that always happens, you know, when people kind of take critiques and they're like, yes, this is how I feel as well. And, you know, they were the first to kind of come out and be like, no, we have a problem with, you know, things in our society. And it kind of like sparked this big movement of doing hip hop and rap and pop and kind of doing, you know, more and more uh, things outside of just singing about, you know, we love this country and whatnot. Right. 
Yeah. Um, and it kind of like went back to where a lot of like the companies would stick to that kind of thing where they would write lyrics that are very simple, but catchy. Mm -hmm. Um, and then more and more like it became the the norm again to kind of like write about things like mental health and, you know, uh, societal pressure, that kind of thing. Cause how long has BTS been around? Since 2013. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Cause yeah, they debuted, sorry, they debuted in 2013 and they were not popular. Mm -hmm. No, like at all for a long time. And, uh, I just watched this one interview with Eric Nam. Oh, yes. Yes. With, with Grace Um, Helbig. Yeah. So like he did a short interview with her and, and he was talking about how, uh, this like BS that people that K-pop idols talk about how it's not a competition when in reality, like K-pop is, is a competition Mm -hmm. and hundreds of groups debut every year and not a lot of them make it. So, um, but he was talking about BTS and how BTS, uh, the reason that they became successful and popular is because of their fans. Um, they, they were doing something different and something new and people were very standoffish and didn't like it. And they were coming from a small company that no one had heard of. And because of their fandom, uh, called army, uh, they really like carried them. And you hear a lot of that in their music about how grateful and thankful they are. So the song that you listened to in the video you watched, uh, boy with Mm -hmm. love is, a song that they wrote specifically for their fans. Like if you read the English lyrics, like, cause the video has subtitles and big hit never does English subtitles on their videos, but they did it for this one because they wanted us to be able to understand what they were singing mm-hmm. about. And like, I cried. I'm not going to lie through that video. Like when you read it, because it's really like, beautiful and it's about like a mature love like not just like a boy like a schoolboy with you know a crush it's very much like a appreciation for the little things yeah because they keep saying like leading up to uh map of the soul persona which is the album they just recently released they kept tweeting about like what are you guys up to what are you doing i want to know tell me about what you've been doing today like they were really hinting at it's all about the small things. And Jimin at the beginning, uh, when he sings, he was like, uh, tell me how your, how was your day? Like text me. I want to know. And it's the song is like broken down into telling like the fans that like, like we've grown to love you. And because of you, like you gave us the wings to fly. Um, but like the wings of Icarus, but we don't fly towards the sun. We fly towards you because, like the fans are their home. So it's really cool. And, and they, they come off as very sincere with that. I love the fact that they also produce a lot of like free content. And I mean, that first, um, that first video that is on the list and this, this playlist will go on the show notes. So you guys can see what we're talking about, but they talked about all the different things that they do for the fans. I think that's awesome. That's the thing about K-pop that like, I feel like, this is a big reason why, like, I mean, it could be different for Chelsea, but like why I latched onto it so well is how open and community, like, uh, community, 
like how much they communicate with their fans mm-hmm. um, through social media, but also like uh, they utilize a platform called V Live, which allows them to live stream and like they will get on by themselves and just talk to the fans. So like uh, Stray Kids, for instance, every week they're the leader of Stray Kids. His name is Bonchan. Um, he does Chan's room every week where he just like goes on, he's sitting in a room, he plays music that he wants to listen to that he thinks the fans should hear also takes requests in the the live chat and then talks to the fans. That's all he does. So cool. That's neat. Yeah. So there's really this, like with K-pop, there's like no line between us, between their fans and the artists. Like it feels like that. And it seems to be like, pretty sincere most of the time like i mean obviously like you have to take it in a way where like yes like they're an artist they're a celebrity like to a certain extent they're on but like i feel like the majority of the time they're pretty like genuine and sincere about the things that they're saying and like how they act like with their fans yeah well, you can tend to you tend to be able to tell when celebrities are being sincere or not. You know, I mean, there's just a you they are they at the very least develop a persona where you're like, okay, this person tends to practice what they preach, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you you can kind of tell if it's if it's just BS or if it's you know that's just who this person is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, what else? Um, did you watch the, uh, video? I mean, you said you watched all of them, but what did you think of the one spring day? The one that was kind of slower with like the train. Um, that was not, Oh no, that's okay. Oh no. That's my favorite song. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. I think, I think it's because I, I, it could be just the mood I was in when I watched it is I was enjoying the kind of more upbeat fast stuff. And so when it slowed down, I was like, no, mm, I'm sorry. I, not, I put not that, much. I put that on there just to show like, kind of like the both, the both sides. Cause, uh, that song actually has, it, it's one of those, uh, videos that they did that has a lot of imagery in it. It was, it was mm-hmm. to, do you remember what the incident was, Katie, that they were referencing? What do you remember? They what were talking called? about the fairy, the fairy accident. Yeah. The, where like, I forget. I there was this tragedy where so like much. where these these all these kids had died in this really really awful awful incident and it the whole video was kind of talking about like that it, like it showed a lot of imagery towards that incident and kind of the disrespect that the government, you know, gave for that and that they weren't going to ever forget the people in that incident and to have other people not forget and to move forward in life, but to also like try to affect change so that things like this do- don't happen again. Um, I can tell you what it is if you want to yes. know. Um, so in 2014 on April 16th in the early morning, a passenger ferry um, capsized and it killed uh there was 476 people on board and 299 of them died and 325 of those people were high school students. Mm -hmm. And the majority of the people that did die in this incident were those high school students. 
And so every year on April 16th, uh, it's considered like a national day of mourning in Korea. Um, so you'll see a lot of people walking around with like, I think it's yellow ribbons. I think so. Um, yeah, Korean citizens that are wearing like, uh, yellow ribbons. And then like they, they talk about it in Korea because it was like a very devastating and disastrous incident. And then the government did not respond well to it no. based on like what I've seen and read. They basically lied and to I- them and said that everything was fine and that nothing like, nothing too bad had happened. And like, even the people working on it told the kids to stay there while they got off and got safe. Yeah. It was, it was a horrible, like the media coverage was awful for it. It was a really, really tragic event. It was very, very sad. And uh, BTS made this song uh, and video for that incident. And there's a lot of other groups too, that uh, wrote, and produced and released songs that had to do with this incident as well. Yeah. So it's just a, just an example of how they take like one song and kind of make it into this like much deeper thing. And that's kind of, that's the aspect that I really am drawn to with K-pop and all is like the fact that you can like listen to a song and go, Oh, that's so pretty. And then you look at the lyrics and you're like, Oh my God, now I'm just sobbing. Thanks. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's this whole like experience. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's just like really exciting. Cause like, especially right now. So, um, October is going to be like a very exciting month for K-pop. Um, because a lot of groups are releasing, uh, what they call comebacks or new albums. So they call them comebacks, um, when they release a new album. And the other thing about K-pop is that groups release albums very, very quickly. Oh yeah. Like over a short amount of time. So like ATs, for instance, the video that we showed you, that's from their third EP and they haven't even been debuted for a year. Oh wow. Yeah. So they released that third EP, which was, they like released two versions of it. So wave and illusion. And, uh, they let the fans vote on which video they wanted to be their like title song for that album and wave one. I didn't vote for wave. I love wave, but I wanted illusion. <laughs> They're both good. <laughs> They're both great. Um, but ATs is different. Like it was really funny because they were in an interview with one us, which is another group, um, that's around the same. I think they've been debuted about the same amount of time, almost, I feel like. Um, but uh, ATs was like, oh, yeah, this is, we've released three EPs and six music videos, which is, like, insane for a group that's that young. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a lot of work in a small time for, for experienced groups. Oh, yeah. And they're actually releasing their full, first full-length album next month. And they've been telling a story with all of these albums with all their music videos. And I feel like this full length album is going to be like the result of like what we've been leading up to this whole time with like all the other music videos. So I'm like terrified and very excited at the same time. <laughs> yeah. This was with, um, ATs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. With ATs. Well, I liked them. So I may go back and look at this. If there's a story that I should be. Yeah, following. you should. They're so good. And they're, they range from such a different, like they span different kinds of like musical genres where like, um, where their music is like hard and soft. So like their debut song was called pirate King. 
And like that song was like hard and great. And then the next song they released, which was Treasure, which was more fun and like not as hard. And then they released like Say My Name, which was great. And then they came out with Holla Holla, which was like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they love to do like all the different kinds of energies. It's fun. You never know like sometimes what you're going to (laughs) get. Yeah. And like, um, like NCT to the group that you said you weren't like super, super into, they've been, uh, NCT 127 has kind of like, they've been changing the way they like do music. So like this latest album was called Superhuman and it's, it has kind of an intermix. So like, I think the, you put the Superhuman music video, right? Yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. And, uh, Highway to Heaven, the English. Yeah. I also, the English one, one, right? Oh my god. So like the Highway to Heaven, the the English version was like that video was all about those visuals, like crazy <laughs> visuals. Yes. <laughs> Say with me, Taeyang, buttons. We can do this. Buttons. <laughs> that was definitely just anyway. a video for them to look cute in, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh my god. That's definitely what that video was. Oh my god. But um I was trying to think of uh there was like something that I was thinking about that like we were supposed to like tell you about, but I can't think of it. Is it just like NCT as a whole, like in their concept or? Yeah. So like we mentioned the NCT has like 21 members as a whole. Oh, I was going to talk about fandom names. Yeah. That's what I was going to talk about. Um, but oh, uh, okay. I'll finish this thought and then do that. Um, so NCT, uh, their big thing is that they have an endless number of members so that they don't have a specific amount, but their group, kind of splits into smaller smaller like unit groups i guess you could call it they have yeah. nct127 which i got to see live in may and they are incredible performers like so strong and just like oh my god so amazing um and then they have uh nct dream which is like a group made up of their younger members and when they bring new members into the NCT like group, they start out in Dream. Mm-hmm. So they like they debut that way, and then they graduate, like up to yeah. the next group, which is like Mark. That's Chelsea's bias. He used to be in Dream, and then he was also in One Two Seven, and then he like graduated. Yeah, and then NCT U, which is kind of like the older members, they tend to do like more mature sounding songs and more mature videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Wavy, which is made up of kind of... Uh, they're Chinese members. Like, they're Chinese members, yeah. Yeah, they made a group uh, that was going to debut and be... They do all their songs in Chinese. And they're like... Mm-hmm. Some of the members in that group were from... One two seven and you and I think maybe probably three? dream as well maybe yeah I'm not sure um but they're incredible however their album is not available here which blows for me to buy but no, to listen I to I can listen to it but um, and now they're creating like a super they call them they call it like the Avengers group because <laughs> SM the company that they uh, are with has created this super group called Super M. And it's consisting of like different members from all their different groups. Chelsea, <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready. It, it's it's a lot. <laughs> you're like it you're like oh my god. It's like all these amazing members from all these different groups coming together, and it's oh, 
It's a lot. They're going to be what you call a thirst group because thirst group. And they're specifically like coming together to market for the American audience. Yeah. Cause, uh, NCT signed with Capitol Records here in the United States to help distribute their music. And Capitol Records was mm-hmm. like, yo, this K-pop stuff is super popular here. We want a group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Super M. That is yes. where that came from. And I do believe that they're going to debut here in the United States. Like, are, are, is there going to be a trip planned for this, Katie? Are you oh, going to be like debut here in the like in LA? You think I'm not going to go if they do a free show? There's rumor has it that they're like blocking off streets and going to do like a festival and crap. Yeah, like near Capitol <laughs> Records, right? Yeah, you know I'll be there. Come on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see ten. I, see, I gotta I just, see ten and Lucas. I just picture, I just picture Katie like Mission Impossible <laughs> into whatever the venue is because she's like, I will not be stopped. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie, but okay. So the other thing I wanted to talk to, <laughs> we wanted to tell you is that uh, fandoms. So each group has a fandom name associated with it, mm-hmm. and it's a big whole thing. That they go through, like some groups will have you, uh, what is it, vote or submit names that you think you should, they, you guys want to be called, and then they vote on it, or they come up with some crazy name. Mm-hmm. Some of them are just so weird. Yes, yeah, <laughs> some of them lie. are simple. Some of them are very weird. Okay, so like BTS, we're called the Army. That's what yeah. we are. Yeah, it's, it's adorable we- MC representative for the youth. That's what it means. Yeah, I never remember that. That's okay. <laughs> Um, NCT, their, uh, group, their fandom is called the N Citizens. Makes yeah. sense. We'll and that it. one, like, is for all of, like, all of NCT. Like, we're all the same. We get the same light stick. It's great. And I'll talk about light sticks. <laughs> what a nightmare. Um, now, then you get some weird fandom names, like ATs. <laughs> Don't know why they call us this, but it's so cute. We're called Atony. Like A T I N Y. <laughs> and what it means is that it is our destiny to meet ATs. That's what it means. And okay. they call us Atony. And they, I actually watched them debut their fan, fandom name. It was on a, it was like on a V Live and it was really cute and they were really excited about it and they only talk about us now. Like they're like, oh, my precious Atony. And I was like, stop calling us that. <laughs> um, Stray Kids, their fandom is called Stay. And, uh, like their tagline is, uh, Stray Kids everywhere all around the world, you make Stray Kids stay. Which yeah. I love. Okay. Um, what is it? Pentagon, theirs is called Universe. And they're like, <laughs> they always yeah. talk, they're like, I love this universe so much, or like, I love being in this universe. I'm like, you gotta stop it. Like, it's just so cute. <laughs> Um, you. Tell them about the light sticks, because Joe, you asked us about that as well. You were like, "What is the deal with yeah, these light sticks?" Just, <laughs> yeah, because like Katie had this whole like I, I like Mary Poppins bag full of light <laughs> sticks at one of these concerts or or things that she went to. At least that's how I'm picturing it as she's describing it on one of your episodes. Oh. And I'm like, I don't understand what this is. That was probably a K-Con because I was so worried about like having a light stick for every group. And I'm like, I'm just going to have to Mary Poppins bag all my light sticks. Um, but anyway, so basically, like, apparently it's like this thing that they do for concerts in Korea. Like, it's it's like a big mm-hmm. thing there. So they're, they're these, uh, they're literally what they sound like, a light stick. So for BTS, it's called the Bangtan 
bomb or army bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like this <laughs> for BTS. There's this like, a, like, I guess more sophisticated because it's Bluetooth enabled. And when you go to the concert, like for instance, when I went to the BTS concert in May, um, when you, you hook it to an app that they have for it and you input your seat section, your seat number and everything into it. And then you, hook you sync it to the app so the bluetooth is synced and then you turn it on and then during the concert your light stick will change colors based on like what's happening on the stage and along with the show so it turns into this like like light sea of colors yeah it's actually like super incredible to be there in person and see the whole thing that that looks amazing that sounds amazing and i'm looking at uh because i i had to i'm like i don't understand so I, uh, I Googled it mm-hmm. and they have like a little like Pokemon type map thing where it shows you like, this is what this team is and this is what this group is. Yep. Yeah. Theirs are all very different. Like NCT's in my personal opinion is super ugly. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's just like this green, like neon green. Uh, <laughs> or hammer kind of deal. Yeah. And then yeah. like. Uh, I have, oh my God. So I have BTS's, I have NCT, Monster X, I have theirs, which is like this glittery, like globe on top of a crown, which is like, it's really pretty. Um, I have Astros, which looks like this like light up Star of David. Yes, strangely. I see that. Um, but that one's really cool because it kind of, it also doubles as like a nightlight. So you can like turn it on. It sits in the stand that like turns into a nightlight. So at least it's like functional outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Monster X one looks, at least on this picture, it looks like those um, solar powered lawn lights that you, you stick. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. Um, I just recently got Pentagons. So I have theirs. And then I also have Vix. And uh, Mont and Stray Kids. I think that's all the light sticks I own. <laughs> yeah. So if you're if you like multiple groups, it's an absolute nightmare to try to get all of it. And it's expensive. An absolute, oh my god, financially a nightmare. Like being a multi stan, which is what you're called if you like more than one group, mm-hmm. is a financial nightmare. <laughs> oh yeah. Like this is the problem. I went from owning zero albums. Zero to now having three, one, two, three books, three shelves on my bookcase full of K-pop albums. And now those are full. Yeah. has a problem. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> well, and see, this, because- is, this is why I was excited to cover this on the show is because like th- this is, this is all the, all the signs of a, geek fandom like you are geeking you're like you're not just enjoying this you're not just fanning out about this you are full-on geeking out about this yes oh yeah when it empties your bank account you're definitely geeking out. oh yeah oh Oh, yeah yeah it's like it's like i have my harry potter stuff and then right below that (laughs) k-pop exactly it's where i sit my friends it's where i sit and they get you with the albums because within each album is like a full photo book of you of all the members and like modeling and these like beautiful like clothes and like different concepts and like 
the albums themselves are just like absolutely gorgeous and oh it I I can't get as nearly as many as Katie because I'm worried about having to ship all these over. But <laughs> yeah, and can... oh, and the photo cards as well. You get like a, a photo card that you can like collect, and it's like random depending on what member you get. So it's like they really rope you in with like no, like don't just buy these digitally. You're gonna buy the physical copy. <laughs> yeah, I actually bought a CD player so that I like actually listen to the physical albums <laughs> to make it worth having purchased them. Cause I can listen to all the music on Spotify. So, so but, we have just turned, but, we have just turned the CD player into a hipster tool. Like it's no exactly. longer about the vinyl. Now, now you can be hipster <laughs> about CDs. Exactly. I mean, I have the most hipster CD player on the planet. Like yeah. if you look at it, it's, it's it like hang player. on the wall and it like displays your CD and like you can it watch doesn't it. Hang. It doesn't hang. Um, it has an option to hang it on the wall. Oh, right. Right, um, right. right now it's sitting on a stand on my nightstand. <laughs> true, 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 true. But it can hang but on the wall. It can hang on the wall. But yeah, I mean, I mean, overall, like their K pop is like a whole geeky genre all on its own. I mean, you're going to have the good side of it you'll have the ugly side of it like every fandom you've ever come across on the planet um i've met some incredibly wonderfully talented uh people within fandoms like chelsea and i have got become obsessed with buying uh fan art pins Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm having way more of a problem than chelsea is but like mine is really bad (laughs) but um like they're amazing so like there are lots of people that are incredible that you can communicate with both older and younger because of the internet. And like, if you're interested, like it is definitely something to get into because it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, You're looking to lose all your money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also that. Well, and I mean like the, sometimes the fun thing about being a fan is the fandom. And it sounds like there's just so much for fans to do and communicate about with this stuff that I can, I can definitely see the appeal, especially if you're somebody who loves music because they're really accessible both, you know, as you said, like to their fans, but just, you know, it's, it seems to be everywhere and you can find your niche. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. And, and with music, like there is no barrier. Like, if you look at music as just music, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter what language the music is in, that it won't stop you from finding it beautiful or the lyrics deep when you figure out what they're saying or the music videos from being both visual and beautifully like well done. So like that's what the best thing about music is that there is no like barrier. Right. Like you have the ways of breaking that barrier down. Very cool. Have we overwhelmed you, Joe? Not overwhelmed. Like I am intrigued. I, I do think that um, I have um, directions can go if I want to look into this more. Like the idea of having a story unfold over multiple songs and albums um, intrigues me. So ATs is might be something that I look into beyond this, just because I I like that kind of stuff. I think that that's you know. A, my my art of choice is theater, but I always mm-hmm. look for ways that people are innovating that. Like uh, th- one of the things I'm excited about is 
the possibility of next year doing a musical called In Transit, which is an acapella musical. Like the, the people on stage are the ones providing the the background music to whoever's singing. And like little stuff like that, where it's like nobody's ever done it before, that that's exciting to me. So the the fact that I can look at this group's material and say, all right, what's the story that they're telling? Is this something that is interesting to me? And then you start, said it started off with pirates. So like I'm already like halfway there at this point. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm looking oh. forward to, to kind of dipping my toe in and, and getting to know it a little bit better. Uh, Chelsea, we should send him the wings story. Oh yeah. Uh, I feel like, I mean, you're into like literature and all cause you're <laughs> English uh, teacher, English, right? So yes. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, BTS did an album, uh, called wings and they told an entire story throughout their videos based on, is it, it's like this old book called Damien. I don't know if that sounds mm-hmm. familiar at all to you, but it's like the idea of like losing, like lo- essentially like losing your innocence and like, kind of growing up and seeing the good and bad and the light and the dark. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's, yeah, it's very, very deep. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. We should also send you the breakdown for uh, Persona, intro Persona. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That to watch. So, because, like, their new album, the new BTS album series is very philosophical and very um, psychologically uh like wrapped up in some theories of Carl Jung. I theories saw something about that in one of the videos stuff. that they were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. So we should send you that as well. So you can also. Put yeah, that absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and then I in turn will send you um, most popular girls at school, which you're either going to absolutely yeah. love, or you're going to be like, why are you sending me this? This is ridiculous. <laughs> no, I yeah. think I like it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for coming and indoctrinating us into um, the K-pop fandom. I am excited to learn more about it on my own and um, hopefully be able to shock some of my students with some knowledge. You have to, you have to like yes. walk that thin line of not being the adult that's trying too hard. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So, you know, who's your yeah. bias? Yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, do you guys have any shout outs this week? Katie? <laughs> um, a shout out to my coworker slash friend, Jess, who brought me back a playbill and a magnet from New York when she went and saw Moulin oh, Rouge. Very cool. It was a very sweet gift. I just asked her to get me a playbill. I didn't know she was going to bring me a magnet to increase my magnet collection at work, but. I really appreciate that very much. Nice. Chelsea? Uh, shout out to my husband for supporting me and uh, <laughs> talking me down when I'm getting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I am also going to shout out to my husband because last night, well, yesterday, was the 10-year anniversary of our first date. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was really cool. Matt was like, well, what do you want to do? And I could, you, you know, it's going to be important to your significant other when they have mentioned it a couple of times. And when mm-hmm. you try and put something on a, on a day 
on the calendar and they're like, but that's our anniversary weekend. And I'm like, okay, so this is, this is important. Yes. <laughs> clue, clue received. Aww. Um, and so he, he, the, the, our first date was basically we, we met on match.com. So we went to, um, old town Pasadena and I, I met all of my match.com dates at, um, the Starbucks next to the, um, Barnes and Noble out there, which is neither there anymore, but it was great because it was right next to my favorite restaurant also, which is not there anymore. And I knew that if like we didn't hit off or if the person was like not truthful to their, you know, write up, then mm-hmm. I could at least go to my favorite restaurant and enjoy a good meal. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was, nice. That was kind of the plan because match.com was very, interesting i'll have to discuss that with people at a later date because <laughs> it's quite the adventure but um yeah he showed up and we ended up going to get sushi because he was very interesting and handsome and wonderful and so he had thought about having us go out there and kind of redo our first date but nothing's there anymore <laughs> Aww, <laughs> we could have gone to the no. sushi restaurant and so um instead we kind of recreated it here so we went to a really nice sushi place out in palm springs and then we walked to a starbucks and kind of walked around um downtown palm springs like we walked down around downtown pasadena and it was very nice that's so cute i'm crying oh, so shout out to him <laughs> happy tears happy tears <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so shout out to him. Um, next week, we are going to be talking to Raven from Girls Gone Wow about um, she's coming out to BlizzCon for the first time this year. And so we're going to talk about conventions and kind of how to prepare for them and especially how to prepare for BlizzCon because it's very different than like most of your Comic Cons because I have never seen a convention where they close a women's bathroom because the men's bathroom is too long. And they need to get them through. And so they just turn one of the women's restrooms into a men's restroom. Oh, it was wow. very interesting. Oh, yeah. Because it was like, I would say, at least four to one men. And wow. That never happens. But all right. It's very no. strange. It was nuts. But very cool. It was a very interesting experience. So we're going to be talking about that next year or next week. Uh, all the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. Check out other geek to geek shows such as the geek to geek Podcast, Tea Time with these two wonderful people, Katie and Chelsea, Dragon Quest FM, and Sometimes Rob. Also check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J and Troidal Power, and make sure to join our Reddit community at r forward slash geek to geek cast or join us in Slack or Discord where you can chat with us in real time. And folks, like if you're not on Slack, I think this week especially oh my God. <laughs> was perfect evidence as to why you should be on Slack with us. Because one of our listeners was like, I have a friend in another country who's being hit on by a waiter and she wants to know what to do. And we're like pictures. So we know what we're working with. And she's like, Oh no, no, no. I have an entire Facebook account. Hold on. (laughs) The entire network, like podcasters, streamers, fans, everybody was weighing weighing in on this poor, poor girl's love life. It was amazing. So between that and what we call our food fights, um, it's definitely worth getting on Slack because we're all avoiding work and we're just on there instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, you can currently find us at geek2do.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcasters out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geek2do.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Uh, Katie and Chelsea, where can we find you? Um, well, our website is uh, teatimewithkc.com, where you can find our podcast. Uh, we're also on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere else you can pick up a podcast. We're also there. Um, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at uh, teatimewithkc. And if you want to follow me on Twitter and sometimes get K-pop stuff if you really want it, <laughs> um, uh, you can find me at Lady Catherine P. Yeah, that's me. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Chelsea Hennedy with an H, not Kennedy. <laughs> and Twitter. What is my Twitter? Is it Agent, Agent Chelsea? <laughs> Come on, Chelsea. <laughs> I never use that Twitter, so it's probably you, you're probably just sticking to Instagram. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and see if you're on my Instagram because I'm still figuring out Instagram. <laughs> I helped you learn how to use it. You did. And I very much appreciate it. I still don't understand the point of my story because Fine. it's like, well, why wouldn't you put things on there that are, why, why they're going to go away. I don't get it. But then one <laughs> of my students were like, <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my students, the one who's in charge of my, my drama clubs, um, social media, she's amazing. Uh, she's a sophomore and she's like more mature than most of my seniors. And she's like, Oh no, it's where you have your breakdowns. Like you don't want that breakdown to be on the internet forever. So oh, yeah. you put it on your story and then it's gone <laughs> in a half an hour and it's amazing. Oh. So yeah, that's what stories are for. Oh, your <laughs> like, student is so time. right. So yeah. right. <laughs> so good. She's like, it's 1230 in the morning and I haven't finished my project and I'm breaking down and I need people to come to my aid. So I put it on my story. And then 24 hours later, it's like, it never happened. There True. you go. True. <laughs> <laughs> awesome guys. Thank you so much for being on here. I've, I, I forget cause we don't get to podcast together that much, how much I enjoy podcasting. With you. Aww, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. And for the rest of you out there, remember this week, keep it geek. Hey, Geekitude listeners. I love gaming just as much as Joe loves gaming, and we love to talk about World of Warcraft and talk with people about it. So listen to Frazzlecast, a weekly podcast where we talk with people from around Azeroth and beyond. Find us at gnomepodcast.com or in your favorite podcast players. Just for spelling the name, it's F R A Z L C A S T. I should have thought better for naming that.